On this episode of the Vegan Chub Club podcast, we have our very first guest, Morgan. That's me. I talk with Eden and Joelle about my experiences being plus size and vegan in the entertainment industry. We go into not believing everything you see on social media, sticking to my morals when deciding what brands to work with, and my favorite vegan foods and brands. Let's Let's get get straight straight into into the the episode. episode. Hey, and welcome back to the Vegan Chub Club podcast. My name is Joelle. My name is Eden. And today we have a very special guest here with us today named Morgan, aka your modern day hippie. Hi, Morgan. Hi, guys. What's up? How are you? I'm very well. How are you guys? Good. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us who you are, why you're here? Um, Well, my name is Morgan. As they said, I'm 23. I currently live in Orange County. I'm a chubby, chubby vegan. Um, And I'm here to change the world, bitches. I love that. (laughs) I love it, too. That's amazing. Um, So this is our first guest that we've ever had on the podcast. So um, bear with us a little bit as we are, you know, treading new water here. Uh, Yeah, for sure. So we want to talk to you about a few things. And we thought the best way to start um, and for the audience to get to know you a little bit was would be for you to tell us a little bit about your vegan story, how long you've been vegan, how you found veganism, all of that stuff as well, and then maybe just a little bit about how you um, discover the body positivity movement. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've been vegan going on about five years now. Um, I was vegetarian um, for five years before that, but I I just didn't like know that veganism existed until like social media kind of really became a thing. And um, everyone was just like talking about it. And I was like, I literally had no clue. Like I had no idea that my intake of like dairy was a bad thing and, you know, the effects that it has on animals. And I just had no idea about the industry, period. Um, So finally, my senior year of high school, I decided to make the transition and I was heavily addicted to cheese, so it took me a second. Um, It was a full year until I made the, you know, full transition and decided to never, ever go back. Um, So, yeah, it's been about five years now. Um, And, yeah, the body positive movement has kind of, like... I don't know. It sort of like snuck its way into my life. I think I've always been like a bigger person. Like I was always the tallest in my grade. I was always like the chunkier one in class. Um, just like a big person in general. Um, and like I said, like same with veganism, social media just became so prevalent in my life and the body positive movement found me through there. Um, it's been interesting co-mingling the two communities together, but I think we're making a lot of progress and it's been fun on the journey. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think we'll get into that a little bit more too, kind of like how being vegan intersects with um, like being plus size and all that. Um, But as maybe, I don't know, I'm sure you guys know, but if not, uh, Morgan is like a model, (laughs) like a supermodel. Um, (laughs) So we wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. Um, Like, how did you get into modeling? um, How you found that? And uh, yeah. So I really have no idea how I found my way into modeling. It kind of just like was always 
there as like a possibility for me, I guess. Like, I don't know. I was 12 years old when I was first approached about it. Um, it was the first time I ever went into a Torrid store and their manager told me about like this modeling search that they were doing. And ever since then, I just kind of like had it on the back burner of my life and, um, and not really something that I wanted to pursue up until like very recently, like in the past, like nine months, I would say, I kind of just did it as like a side thing, like just for fun. And then all of a sudden it just sort of took off and, um, herbivore, the company, the vegan clothing line in, um, Portland, they asked me to do a shoot with them last October. And so I did that. And ever since then, like I've just been getting opportunity after opportunity and it's kind of something that I take a lot more seriously now. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, so you were basically like, like that's, I feel like in every movie or TV show, there's like someone who walks into a store and they get like discovered. So that was like you when you were 12. (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. But it was funny because like I've looked like this for a very long time. Like I've been five, nine since I was like 10. Um, (laughs) so people have had a hard time like guessing my age and stuff. So I was 12 years old when I walked into that store and the age limit was 18. So I couldn't even, I couldn't even do it. Um, but it did kind of like spark something in me that was like, maybe this is something I could do. Like maybe towards not like the thing for me right now, but you know, maybe this could be something that I do do in the future. I said, do do <laughs> every time someone says do do. I think of Eden Jacks. I know. I literally say do do all the time and I can't keep from laughing when I say it. <laughs> oh my God. So you talked to us a little bit about how you got into modeling and how, um, social media has kind of been a big part of veganism and body positivity for you. But for anyone wondering that's on Instagram, has social media helped with your modeling career at all? Yes, it has. Um, Most of the jobs that I've been getting with modeling have been through social media. And that's kind of just the way people get scouted more these days um, because our faces are out there, you know, (laughs) on Instagram and it's, a little bit more accessible to these people who are um, looking for models or actresses or what have you. Um, it's just, it's very much so a tool. And that's exactly how I use it most of the time, um, whether it be for business or for communication. Um, it's very much so a tool that you can utilize to, I don't know, get yourself out there if that's what you want to do. Um but yeah, I recently had a interview with Natural Models LA, which is like a big deal. Um, yeah, awesome. And the reason why I got that was because my my friend Brie Kish, she is like an actual plus size model, very very like full time. She's very professional and she does this for a living. Um, she reposted my selfie after I cut my hair, and <laughs> one of her agents found it and reached out to me on Instagram. Dang. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, it was a really great opportunity. It was a lot of fun. Wow. Um, I just feel like, okay, I'm like so not like a fashion forward person or like in like the, you know, 
model-y world, but like all I know is like America's Next Top Model. Oh my God, yes. So <laughs> I'm just picturing like in this new day and age of like social media, instead of like Tyra holding a card and being like, I am holding one photo, but two models stand before me. It's just so like dramatic. people's Instagrams and stuff. I don't know. Anyway, that was like a total, um, much. <laughs> that was totally not relevant, but <laughs> we were all rooting for you, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> we were all rooting for you. Oh my god, that was like the craziest moment on television ever. Yeah, true. Jeez. Iconic. Um anyway, so okay, like Okay, like like oh to god. the person who told me to stop saying like, I'm sorry. I never like was trying to be mean to you. We're from but San Diego, it's so just chill. it's part of it's who I am, okay? It's who I it's am. It's my blood. <laughs> I'm just like a SoCal girl. Yeah. Um, anyways, so we wanted to ask you, what is it like being plus size, like in the ethical fashion world? So you said, yeah, you know, natural models. Um, we know you do a lot of modeling for like, like you said, herbivore, like different vegan companies. Um, and obviously vegan fashion is something that's like really like emerging and like coming into the mainstream. Um, and it's kind of weird, like, you know, obviously being plus size is like in the vegan movement isn't like, um represented very well so I guess we want to ask you a little bit about that what is it like being plus size in the ethical fashion world and do you feel like brands don't have plus size options um within ethical fashion so this is an interesting one um I've done lots and lots of research um when it comes to ethical fashion because my veganism is involved in every aspect of my life and I really try to live by that Um, So obviously, I would love to only wear ethical products and things that are made sustainably and not by basically slaves. Um, They exist. Options do exist, but they're not accessible by any means. Um, We're talking hundreds to thousands of dollars for a pair of jeans. And I'm a struggling millennial out here just trying to pay my bills. And I, there's no way that I can justify buying a pair of jeans that cost more than my rent. Um, so they do exist. The options are there, but they're just not accessible for everybody. And that's pretty unfortunate. Also, they're not very cute. <laughs> They're not very fashionable. A lot of it looks like, you know, just a plain tablecloth with some holes in it. Um, and you're talking about plus size options yes, specifically? Okay. Specifically yeah. plus size options in ethical fashion because you look at, um, I don't know, what's the ethical brand out there? Like well-made or something? Like mm-hmm. they have really cute things, but their plus size options are not those cute things. They're like different options that are just not cute. It's so frustrating because I feel like that is still a fight we're fighting with just like regular like fast fashion or whatever. Yeah, just like very true. Not feeling like we have we're wearing a tablecloth, you know, having mm-hmm. like crazy like sorry ugly prints like all the time. You know, it's getting better. It's definitely getting better. Like I love going to Target and like um, you know, wild was a wild fang? I don't know, something wild like that. Fable. Wild Fable. Wild Fang? What is that? Is it like an emo band that I'm like remembering? Um, (laughs) But yeah, so like there are cute cute options out there, but like, yeah, I guess specifically in ethical fashion, it definitely is like 
a struggle, like you're saying. Sure. And like, even in general, I feel like, um, I'm not an expert. I haven't done very much research, but I do feel like a lot of the brands that are specifically like vegan, ethical fashion, like even not even considering plus size, it is like so much money, like hundreds or thousands of dollars. Yeah. You know, like we have like pineapple leather and like things like that, which is great. But like in my experience, it's like so expensive. Yeah. (laughs) You know, sure. Which H&M just released some new jackets with pineapple leather. So I Mm -hmm. think they're going to be more affordable. Yeah. Um, But like you said, especially with ethical brands, other than like Universal Standard, which is, you know, trying. Mm -hmm. um, Other than that, a lot of ethical brands, they don't offer cute plus items. But with that being said, you just kind of do the best you can. Yeah, exactly. But how do you handle choosing which companies you'd like to model for that are non-vegan? Like, what's your selection process? So, so far, that hasn't really been an option. That hasn't been, like, a problem Mm -hmm. yet. Um, Herbivore is the only, like, fully vegan company that I have worked with so far. Um, The other companies are not. I mean, they're... They're good people, but they're exactly. not, you know, they're not vegan companies. Um, but they, they know that I am vegan. It's on my social media. It's right there in my bio. I don't hide it. And I talk about it while I'm working. Um, and it was funny, actually. The most recent um, job that I did, they had me in this cute little, like, diner-style, like, dress that had like some burgers and fries on it and I was like it's a beyond burger like it's fine don't worry about it <laughs> I noticed that and I was like this is so cute and I also I thought that I was like I wonder if Morgan's like mm, yummy vegan burger <laughs> yeah no we talked about it I was like I can't wear that it's not vegan and they were like no it's 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 vegan and I was like okay yeah it's a beyond burger like yeah you're right yeah um so so far that hasn't really been too much of an issue but you know my morals are very strong and if it does become a problem with companies that I work with later on, like say um, if someone wants me to wear an animal product or model, um, I don't know, like beauty companies. If I if I'm involved a, with a campaign for a company that tests on animals or isn't vegan, I probably just won't do it. Um, that's just my personal standpoint because I wouldn't be comfortable because I am so grounded in my morals. Um, I wouldn't want to look like a hypocrite. Yeah. You know, that's really respectful. Cause I feel like it's probably hard to turn mm-hmm. down. Like when you're just trying to like bust into the scene, like yeah. I'm sure it's like hard to turn down things. Um, Absolutely. You yeah. know, cause we've got people like Natalie Portman who are like, I won't, you know, if I go on a movie set, I'm not going to let them dress me in animal products. Cool. That's great for you. I love that. But like, she's Natalie Portman and not like a exactly. starting model or actress, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you have more than one set of morals as well. So someone like Fabletics, which you do some um, ambassadorships with, Mm -hmm. they fit into your morals because they sell extra small all the way to a 3X. Exactly. And then there are other companies that may be smaller business that are made in the U.S. that are more ethical than something made overseas. So it's, I think... It can be fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah, all on of the company, the, it's like a case to case basis. Exactly. All of the companies that I have partnered with and worked with recently, I've made sure that they fall because I have already said, 
no to a few brand deals or partnerships um, just because their ethics don't align with mine. And that is very important to me. And even though, yes, I am new and some people have that mentality of, well, you don't have, you know, the option to say no because you have to take whatever comes like no like I I'm gonna make it (laughs) on my terms you know because I don't want to get wrapped up into something that I'm uncomfortable with or just like like I said like I don't want to look like a hypocrite you know like and I think it's hard though because you want this to be your career like full on at one point or at some point mm-hmm. and there are some other vegan models that have had to do things I guess to pay the bills but um I guess what I mean is I wouldn't judge you <laughs> if you did at some point have to model for a company that didn't fit 100% into your right. models because I'm sure there are vegans now that are working at McDonald's oh and yeah that's just because they for have sure. to make ends meet and I don't think that model should be held to like a different set of standards when yeah. it is their job and they do have to pay the bills. I mean, yeah, it's very like true. we said, doing the best you can. Yes. Always. Yeah. Like I worked at, um, you know, movie theaters, candy, candy stores, um, coffee shops where I sold meat, not only sold meat, but like had to upsell it mm-hmm. as my job, you know, and make like people buy it, mm-hmm. um, while it was vegan, you know? So I feel like that's like a really interesting point you have Eden, because I would never tell somebody like in those industries that what they're doing is wrong. Um, like morally wrong as a vegan, but I think there is like, like for whatever reason, more heat or like more of a standard of like, look at you, like maybe just cause like with models and like actors or whatever, like there's more of a spotlight on them. Yeah. So, um, there's more people who are watching them, I guess, and maybe that's why it's that way. But um, but that's, like, a really good point that it's, like, you're doing what you have to do, like, to make ends meet. So, Morgan, what is your preferred version of activism? Like, you're obviously very passionate, as we just were talking about, really passionate about, um, you know, body diversity in fashion and different brands also about being vegan so what you know what do you think is the best way to get more representation in the vegan movement um or otherwise just in general like what do you like to do so I'm a huge fan of like micro activism um and just like planting the little seeds that you can throughout your day um I am actually a like vegan mentor with um Oh, vegan outreach. I almost forgot what they're called. Um, I am a vegan mentor with vegan outreach and I do love helping people find their journey toward a like compassionate lifestyle. And I'm a firm believer that any little plant or any little seed planted is, you know, it could turn into something huge. Um, what is a vegan mentor? So, What they'll do is if someone in my area is either considering veganism, is a new vegan, or just has questions, or even is like a new vegetarian, to be honest, because I have like five years of experience with that lifestyle as well, um, they will pair me up with them and give us each other's emails so that we can talk and so that potentially I can help them with whatever bumps in the road that they're facing or any questions that they have when it comes to, I don't know, best alternatives for certain things or, you know, a lot of it is 
like the most common case that I've come across is people are just having a hard time at home with their families and getting their families to like accept this new change, which I totally understand because I come from the standard American diet. Like no one in my family was vegan. I was the only one and I made the change by myself. And that's why I'm always so down to be there for new vegans and people who may need a little support and help because I know how hard it can be to do it all on your own. And it just makes that much of a difference to have someone there who knows what you're going through. That's awesome. How many people like, do you like, do you, is it like big brothers and big sisters where you have like one person kind of? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's just like a one-on-one type thing and you guys will talk for however long you want. I've made friends with some of the people and we've um, followed each other on social media and you're just kind of there as like a option, you know, like as a built-in, like if you have a question, this person's here to help, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. But um, as far as representation goes, like just talk about it. (laughs) Like The more people that we have that look like us or that look like regular people talking about veganism, the better things are going to get for representation in our community. Um, Because if we're too scared because we think we don't fit what vegans look like, then people aren't going to realize that vegans look like us, you know? (laughs) Like, it's just, like, talk about it. Like, don't be so scared. Don't don't assume that talking about veganism is going to, like, result in a confrontation, you know? Um, I'm always down to have an open conversation about it. Um, just as long as there's no like aggressiveness there. And if you're curious, like, let's have a chat, you know, like I'm not going to be aggressive towards you. I, I expect the same respect back. Um, just talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. Like just existing feels like an act of rebellion sometimes, like (laughs) going into like a vegan restaurant sometimes and just like existing in a plus size body. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm here. Like, (laughs) you know, or just wearing like a t-shirt that says vegan or something. Sometimes that alone, it's like double activism. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's very true. So many people come up to me because they see my tattoo on my shoulder, which I'm I just made an appointment to cover, but you did. Um, oh, we need to talk about this later. I know. <laughs> um, well, we've talked about it before. Like our yeah. first podcast, I talked about it, but it's just too wide and oblong now. It just looks weird. Um, <laughs> so I have I'm, a vegan looking, tattoo as well. <laughs> I'm looking for new vegan tattoo ideas for anyone out there that might have them. Because yes. um, I want to get a new one in a different location. But yeah. that's that's a good way to get it out there. I'm a big fan of like micro activism as well. And also just showing your food, I think, yes. is such a huge way to even let people try one new plant-based meal. Yep. Like Kim Kardashian did that yesterday. Yeah, I saw did that. You did you see? Yeah, I she, did. She posted like an acai bowl looking thing and then like Sweet potatoes some and potatoes or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she said, I eat plant-based at home now. So little steps. Okay, yeah. Kim okay. Kim. <laughs> I know. So yeah, I think food's a huge way to show activism without having to even really say anything. If your food looks good, people are going to want to try it regardless of what it is. So we're going to switch gears a little bit and ask you to give a little bit of advice because we get asked this kind of often. Um, How do you style yourself as a plus size woman? Um, And what tips do you have? So 
I kind of just wear whatever I want at this point. Um, I don't really have like a set style. Like you can see me, like even if you look at my Instagram, like I look so different from post to post, you know, but at this point, it's kind of just like wearing whatever is comfortable. Like if I'm not comfortable, I'm not going to wear it because I just do not have the time to be like having my thighs chafe all day, you know, (laughs) like I just don't have the time. Um, but yeah, I just wear like whatever I like, to be honest. Like I don't really worry about like showing off my stomach anymore, but again, okay. These are things that I have learned and grown with for the past 20 years. These are not the same feelings that I had when I was a 16 year old girl. Um, these are just things that I've learned to love about myself and accept and, you know, I just, I go with it these days. You know, I wear whatever the hell I want. I wear what's in style as long as it's comfortable and I'm feeling good. Um, there are some days where I don't change out of my pajamas and that's totally fine. Um, and there are some days when I feel like wearing a dress and heels and beating my face and curling my hair and that's fine too. Yeah, I love that. I, I feel like for, um, just to like Tyra Banks, the situation, which means like, make it about me. Um, (laughs) like I feel like I still struggle with this, like not knowing like, okay, I'm supposed to be like one way, right? Like, okay. If I'm going to be like the tomboy who like doesn't wear makeup or whatever, I have to be like that every day. Or like, if I'm going to like, like you said, beat your face, you know, if I'm going (laughs) to beat my face and wear heels, I have to be like that every day. But it's like, no, like that's literally so wrong. And I don't know why sometimes I feel like that, but I feel like it's just from like being younger and like trying to figure out like where I fit. Like, am I like a girly girl? Am I like a tomboy? Am I like, do I care about makeup? Do I not? You know? Um, so I think that's like a good thing to remember for everyone. Like you don't have to like box yourself in, just like wear what you want, like whenever you want. I mean, we spend like the first 18 years of our lives just trying to fit ourselves in a box and everyone around us is trying to fit us in a box as well everyone's just trying to figure you out um but humans are so much more complex than that and I think we deserve a lot more than that um you know we're so much more than just one label you know and I, I don't think anyone should ever limit themselves to one style or one label or anything I mean just do what you want do what makes you happy and as long as you feel good you feel like you look good that's all that matters yeah wear what you want and don't be afraid to try new things yes for sure or don't be afraid to wear the things that people tell you that you shouldn't wear exactly wear those crop tops girl (laughs) yeah wear stripes do it yeah I freaking love stripes (laughs) I love horizontal stripes to be honest (laughs) yeah me too. I think they look fantastic they on me. So, yeah. Where would you like? Try new things. Yeah. Um, this is kind of like uh, a little bit off topic too. We're just going. We're just going off the rails here. But we wanted you. We know that you like make furniture, mm. which is a very unique and cool <laughs> thing about you. Um, do you want to talk to us about that a little bit? Yeah. You guys should see my resume because it's all over the place. <laughs> It's great. You're like this multifaceted, beautiful, diverse person. (laughs) Yes, I am a very creative person. Um, I'm a Pisces. Um, (laughs) But I grew up like crafting all the time. Like my mom would get so mad at me because there would be like paint stains and stuff all over the couches all of the time. Because like you just can't 
control someone's creativity. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I like used to paint and like just craft stuff all the time when I was a kid. And then I went through something really sucky, um, not this New Year's, but the New Year's before that. And I just needed something to like hone my energy into and I needed a distraction. And Brian and I, my boyfriend, um, we went to this place called Habitat for Humanity, um, which is like a secondhand um, store. We went to one of their shops and we found this chair. And I was like, this is a beautiful chair. Like, I want to make this into something beautiful again, you know, because it was kind of beaten down. The seat was like disgusting. (laughs) I was like, I can see like the potential with this piece. I want to make it into something great again. Um, So I did. I took it home and I sanded that thing down and stained it and reupholstered it, which was really cool. And that was the first time I'd ever made something big like that. And um, it just kind of stuck. Like, it's just something I've been doing for a couple of years now. Um, And it's a lot of fun. I like will make things for my friends if they need something in their space. And I can make something custom or I can take something old and just give it a new life, which is a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think it's super sustainable too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Sometimes I do need to like go to Home Depot or something and get a new piece of wood, but that's pretty rare. And to be honest, I feel like most of the projects I do are revamping something old, which is, you know, that's the good, that's the eco-friendly thing to do rather than going to like, you know. Yeah, it's giving it a new life, even if you do have to replace some parts exactly. with, you know, something from a hardware store or something. Yeah. It is still taking something that still has life into it and making it exactly. New. No, but I was just going to say, I think that's like really beautiful, like symbolically too, like taking an old like piece of furniture whatever it is and just like turning it into something new and something that like has a different purpose even you know like I just think of so many people um which this is kind of like a nice segue into our next question but like people who dm all of us and say things like you know how can you be confident how are you you know how are you so confident and it's like you it's never too late to like kind of start working on yourself and like changing as a person like change is part of life like you know, and if you don't change, like what a boring way to live. Um, so I don't know. I think that's like cool symbolism. Yeah, for sure. And also just doing little things to reduce our impact. We were talking about it a little bit before the podcast and everyone has things that they do for convenience or, um, times when they feel like they can't make a difference, but it's just the little things that you do or that one project that you do or that you always take your water bottle or whatever it is that um, I feel like a lot of imperfect people will make a bigger change than a few people that are super Because it it all stacks up and it does really start to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have another question, but I was wondering, um, do you thrift? shop at all when it comes to yeah I was actually going to mention that when we were talking about ethical fashion um because it is hard to find those options I do tend to go thrift shopping a lot not just for furniture but for clothes as well um but I just so happen to be the average size of a woman in America and um that makes finding things my size extremely difficult. A lot of the time I'll go to the men's section and just find like a bunch of winter sweaters and cute stuff like that, which is fine. I mean, like I don't 
clothes don't have gender, you know, like whatever. Um, but it does, it is unfortunate that, um, it's so hard to find things that fit me well when it comes to thrift shopping, just because there's so many of us and everything gets picked off so (laughs) quick. Yeah. I never really thought of that. Yeah. Like, that's interesting. But I do the same thing. Like, if I go to thrift store, I usually shop in the men's section. Like, I could I could fit into stuff, mm-hmm. probably, you know? That's in the women's section. But I think I just usually shop in the men's section because I'm like, oh, like, I could just get, like, a large and, like, I know it's going to fit me or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If I find something in my size, it's usually, like, someone's grandma's, which is fine <laughs> if that's, like, your aesthetic. But it's just not mine. <laughs> Yeah, the same thing. I can never find anything thrift shopping. If I do, it's like 27 years ago. Yes, touring. I know. I feel <laughs> like especially it's like long, but. the average size, which is like a size 16 or like an XL, that's really hard to find. And then anything above like a 2 or 3X is just not, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. So I end up getting like more houseware type yes. stuff when I'm yes. Have you ever... Plates have you and, ever eaten specifically for you? Have you ever tried to give your clothes like to like a regular thrift store? Uh, yes, I do, but not that often. Most of my clothes go to Dress for Success. Okay, yeah, that's um, great. Yeah, because I like that. There are a lot of plus size women trying to re-enter the workforce, yeah. mm-hmm. and my most of my clothes transition well into like business casual mm-hmm. but things that I feel like are a little bit too casual um I do end up donating okay. yeah I would, I'm just asking like goodwill that type of thing I'm just asking because like um I haven't actually done like a really a thrift store actual thrift store like deposit in a while I've just like I just give things a goodwill but like you know like when you go and then like the really like skinny hipster white dude mm-hmm. like goes through all your clothes and is like judging each one you know like <laughs> like in Broad City when they have Kimiko Glenn doing it anyways um like I haven't done that for a while and like I remember that always just being like a really stressful thing and like just for me because I'm like insecure and like I'm like oh my god my clothes aren't cool enough but I wonder I'm just wondering if it's like similar um for like higher, like not just XL, like I'm like an in between, you know. Oh, you mean I mean like, like going like Buffalo, yeah, exchange, like going into like Buffalo Exchange or like Crossroads, and like I wonder if they even like take higher. They do, and a few of the Buffalo Exchanges here have like up to size three X, and they'll take my name brand stuff. Um, but usually they won't take like the anything that's like from Target or something like that. They won't take that, but they'll take name brand things and they're very picky because obviously when you're plus size things wear in the thighs you know (laughs) so if anything's like even the least bit worn in the thighs I usually just donate that stuff to like savers or goodwill or wherever but yeah they will take things so um kind of calling back to what I was just talking about being confident like I know me personally and I know Eden does too like we always get questions and comments DMs like from followers on Instagram being like how are you so confident like I wish I could be confident like you like I really wish I could be you and things like that like I just want to see Morgan how you feel like do you I'm sure you get things like that yeah um I've gotten stuff on that subject um DMs from Instagram or Tumblr just kind of all over the place YouTube um it it bothers me a tiny bit just because like I'm not perfect whatsoever. I still have a lot of healing that I need to do and I still have a lot of unlearning that I need to do just from the society that I was brought up in. Um, what you see of mine on Instagram is curated and I put it out there 
very methodically and with the intention of showing you my good days. So yeah, everything that you see on my Instagram has been very well thought out and I post it for a reason. And the reason why I don't post on my bad days or when I'm in a particularly bad state of mind is because I know that a lot of my followers are feeling the same way. And the last thing that I want to see when I'm feeling that way is someone else (laughs) feeling bad for themselves and, you know, complaining about their first world problems. You know, like I always want to be that person who can try their best to stay positive and be like positive reinforcement and just a positive person in your life. Um, Not that I... Not to say that I'm fake in any sense of the word. I still share a lot about myself, but I just don't believe that it's everyone else's problem or their burden to to carry all of the things that I go through on a Mm -hmm. day-to-day basis. Um, But the steps to making yourself feel confident is is just wearing whatever the fuck you want. It's just doing the things that you want to do and not caring about what everyone else thinks about you. Because I feel like growing up, that was such a huge thing. Like I would feel so insecure just sitting in a desk at school because my stomach would touch the table in front of me because those stupid desks with the tables attached mm-hmm. to the chairs don't fit everybody. What is with that? Who oh my God. That? Literally, can we just not? <laughs> um, you know, like those insecurities are still there and I'm still healing from them. But the healing process is just not caring so much anymore. And it's just doing whatever you can to make yourself happy and to feel happy. Who gives a shit what anyone else thinks? And those people that you think are thinking about you probably aren't even thinking about you. That's the biggest thing you have to realize is that it's kind of like a self-centered thing to think that everyone is thinking about you all the time. But it's just so easy to believe that because of the images that society shows us and everything telling us that we look different than everyone else and all that. But yeah, yeah, man, just do you, (laughs) just do you and don't, don't base your life off of what you're seeing in social media. Because like I said, a lot of it is curated and a lot of it is very well thought out and people just want you to see what they want you to see. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And like, I think about how many selfies I have in my phone, you know, before I post one. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, like I have like True. a million selfies and like, or even just like talking into the camera sometimes I'll like record something like three or four times yes. before I, Same. before I even post it or whatever. So yeah, it's just, that's really important for people to keep in mind that like, you know, you might be super fans of Morgan and like, obviously you should be and you should look up to her, but don't feel, I don't, I, I hate when people like feel like your confidence or something is like some magical thing. Like when people say that to me, I'm like, it is, it is magical. It's Mm -hmm. great. But like, it's everyone can have it. And Mm -hmm. like, I have dark days too, like you're saying. So yeah, that's important. (laughs) We're going to bring it back to modeling just for a second. And we wanted to ask you, um, your thoughts or your feelings on policing of bodies within modeling. So when I was, really young back when like modeling first got introduced into my life I always assumed that plus size modeling would be this like fantastic industry and just full of body acceptance and love but unfortunately that's not the reality it is still the industry and um the 
definition of plus size to society and to the industry is very skewed and a very minuscule part of what being plus size actually looks like. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. It's funny because my, my view on it has changed so much. Like, of course, um, body policing is very terrible in straight sizes, but it can be even worse in plus sizes because we're only just now starting to accept them in the fashion world in the past, like 10, 20 years. Um, but with that being said, people have a very small cookie cutter of what a plus size woman should look like. She has to have the hourglass figure. She still has to have a relatively small bust um, compared to the rest of her measurements and proportions. Um, it's been pretty difficult because my my measurements specifically are very extreme um, and they're not like what you see in the catalogs. You know, they're not like what you see in the plus size section um, online or in magazines, what have you. Um, so it is very, very real. Policing of bodies in the plus size section of modeling is still very, very much so there, which is unfortunate. But I think with agencies such as like Natural Models and um, I don't, there's there's a few out there that are making really great strides to really represent all bodies and the brands that I've worked with. That's why I've worked with them is because they want to show their products on real people and um, they just want to represent normal bodies (laughs) because we're all, we all have normal bodies. We're not all these little hourglass, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, People have different proportions and it's very important to represent that, which is, it's great to see it happening. Yeah, that's so important because sometimes too, I'll even find myself being like, oh my God, I wish I, like this this plus size model is so beautiful. I wish I, my stomach was like flatter and like whatever, you know, you like I do that. I'm, you know, I'm still very much like have a lot of growing and healing to do too, but it's important to, to talk about that. Like, you know, it just goes back to like, not everybody is the same body and we don't have to be we should be embracing our differences because that's what makes us beautiful you know yeah yeah and I'm glad to see more brands um not photoshopping their plus models and like showing their stretch marks showing a little bit of cellulite and that just being okay because that's what their consumer actually looks like and the problem isn't always the brands or the industry sometimes the problem is us because um, I've worked in marketing for a really long time and I do a lot of freelancing and a lot of the time the reason that they shoot smaller models is because it sells better when they put it on a body that has rolls and that has cellulite the comments online end up being well you should put shapewear on that model or I don't like the way that that looks But when they see it on a thinner model, it's like this ideal that we have in our head, so we're more likely to buy it. So a lot of it is us and our response to the models that companies choose. So I think we should all think of that when you see a larger model, celebrate her, um, because then they'll continue to use more body diversity. Yeah, and it works both ways, too, because I've seen um, a plus-size brand um, 
show a smaller plus size woman before and the comments have been the opposite they've been like she's not really plus size like mm-hmm. i bet she doesn't even really fit in the clothes but mm-hmm. like she is a plus size woman and we should accept her because this plus size yeah. doesn't look like one thing exactly you know it, it's such a vast scale and mm-hmm. spectrum of people yeah and we just we should support all of them. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like, it like harkens back to like our in-betweeny podcast mm. of like when I did like just some merch modeling for an animal rights group, like everyone was like, you're so fat, like blah, blah, blah. Like all the comments were just about how fat I was. And then like, but I'm sure, you know, I've gotten comments on the other end of like, you're She's not, not you're not fat size. enough, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I think brands market a certain way that they do, and it's based on a lot of market research. So I think we all have to like be more mindful of the way that we react to marketing so that things change as well. Because it's not all the companies, it's us as well and like internalized kind of fat phobia that we have. Um. Okay, let's let's uh, we're gonna start phasing out here and talk about something really fun. Not like this hasn't been fun because it hasn't, <laughs> but basically we want to hear like what are some of your favorite brands to wear to support all that. Uh, I love Herbivore so much. <laughs> um, they are very size inclusive. They're a vegan brand. Obviously, they are based out of Portland, which is my favorite place in the world. Um, and I've been a longtime friend of theirs now. And I just really support. And it's like ethical fashion as well. You know, like they just really like if I were a brand, a, a company, a brand <laughs> like that would be like everything that I would want. <laughs> to be in the brand, you know? Um, so I love Herbivore. Um, I have a few friends that um, make vegan swag as well, like Vegan Power Co. on Etsy. Y'all should definitely check them out. Um, I don't know. What other brands do I wear? I really <laughs> just wear like a bunch of Herbivore stuff at this point, like <laughs> Vegan Power. That's basically my whole wardrobe. And pretty soon you're going to be able to wear a Vegan Chub Club merch. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> what about... Um, what about for jeans and shoes? So currently I'm actually wearing a pair of Old Navy jeans. I used to buy only from Torrid because for a while they were the only ones that they fit me best. I'm not going to say that they fit me perfectly, but they were the best fit that I could find. But recently I discovered Old Navy and I am blown away. Like their high-waisted jeans are actually high-waisted. Um, and I have a very like... I have a short waist, but it's, like, very high up, <laughs> if that makes any sense. So, like, for them to actually hit where they're supposed to hit is, like, super dope. And the best thing about them is when they go up in sizing, like, the whole leg goes up in sizing. It's not just, mm-hmm. like, the waist yeah. and then the leg is, like, super duper yeah. skinny. So, you're, like, suffocating your calves all day. Um, <laughs> Their Rockstar Skinny are some of my favorite That's what jeans. I'm wearing right yeah, now. Yeah, they're amazing. I love I love, um, so yeah, man, Old Navy, I wish they had a little bit more sustainable practices with their, um, production, but, um, they're killing it as far as like size inclusivity goes. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you say shoes as well? Yeah. Um, I wear the vegan shoes that I can find from Adidas. I wear New Balance sometimes. 
Um, there's a shoe company that I've been partnered with now for a couple weeks called Bangs. They're an all-vegan shoe line, um, and they practice um, sustainable production and everything. I like them a lot. I have this super cute pair of high tops from them with, like, embroidered succulents on the side. Cute. So stinking cute. <laughs> um, shoes are kind of hard. What's that? Oh. <laughs> shoes are hard for me because I have wide feet. So finding a nine and a half wide that is also a vegan yeah. like shoe is like very difficult. Mm-hmm. But um you do what you can and if I have to size up to a ten and just deal with a little narrow, I, I <laughs> can do that. Um but yeah, man, I that'd be so cool if we could get a shoe line out there, a vegan shoe line that has like all the wide ranges yeah. and stuff. Because man, um, we get a lot of questions about undergarments as well. Do you have any suggestions there? Yeah. Um, curvy Couture Intimates are great. Uh, I just recently found out about them. Um, they have really comfortable bras, and they have a very, very wide selection of sizing, which is cool because I feel like a lot of girls who have like a – a larger band size but a smaller cup size have a really really hard time finding bras um so their their sizing selection is really great um lane bryant has a great selection of intimates and bras um that's that's another speaking of like ethical and sustainable fashion like bras and underwear are very very difficult to find like ethically Mm -hmm. which someone needs to get on because (laughs) Let me tell you. Um, but yeah, those are like my main ones, I think. Lane Bryant's also great for swimsuits. Yeah, they are. Eden, Eden and I have a matching bikini from Lane Bryant. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Lane Bryant does really good swim. Um, mm-hmm. Forever 21 actually does good bottoms. Aerie does yes. good bottoms. I'm That's a full true. 3X, like a full like woman's 3X, and I can do the 2X in Aerie. Um nice. So, yeah, I really like them. So, something fun. Some of your favorite foods. Mm. I've been cooking a lot at home lately. That was kind of my, like, goal for 2019 was to, one, cut out all of the, like, super processed foods that I eat Mm because I was getting a little... A little out of hand with my junk food (laughs) veganism. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I was eating a lot of processed stuff um, and just eating out less. Like I just, it's it's just better because you know what you're putting in your body. Like you're literally making it with your own hands. Yeah. Um, So I've been making a lot of um, food at home, mostly with like whole plant-based foods. Um, Pinterest is my best freaking friend. (laughs) Um, I have a lot of boards when it comes to vegan food on Pinterest. So if you want to check me out there, hit me up on Instagram and I'll send you the link. Um, but I have a lot of really great staple meals that I cook for my whole family and it lasts us like three days. Really great. Super fun. Super fresh. Um, like what? Like what's like one example? Like uh, enchiladas. Ooh. <laughs> I make these protein packed enchiladas. They have um, chickpeas, black Back, black peas, <laughs> Fergie's in there. <laughs> Just a little bit of Fergie, a little bit of Will I Am. Yeah. 
Love it. Um, yeah, so black beans, chickpeas, um, there's crumbled tofu, mm. a bunch of nutritional yeast, and you can like put whatever in there, like sweet potatoes, spinach, kale, whatever you want, man. Yeah. That's the fun thing about it is that every time you make it, you can make it a little different, and it always gets a little better every time. Um, but yeah, enchiladas, chili, cornbread. Oh my god! Yeah. Wait, have you been to the cornbread cafe? No, but I've wanted. to. Oh my god, it's in Eugene, Oregon. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna oh go god. on my way up. It's so good. Yeah, I do want to know what your favorite snack is. Like your favorite like snack. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, a snack. <laughs> you know, like what a snack is? Like, like yeah, I do, because you looking like one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Just one big love fest over here. Yeah. Um, favorite snacks? See, I don't. Okay, talkies. Talkies. I was waiting for And you pickles. Um, <laughs> follow D Vegan Munchies on Instagram. She created the uh, Talkie Stuffed Pickle, aka like my favorite thing in the entire world. Um, yeah, I freaking love Talkies and pickles so much. Um, otherwise, I'm not like a big snacker, to be clear. Yeah, me either. I'm not a big snacker yeah. at all. I I'm used to be, for snacker. sure. <laughs> yeah, I used to be, definitely. But I think just with this like whole new like cooking at home thing, it's just yeah. kind of like phased out yeah. for me. That's good. I'm That's just great. not a snacker yeah. in general. But last night I had an apple with melted Four Sigmatic chocolate, and it was really good. Damn, I dipped it in she there. fancy. I dipped oh it in God. there. It was so great. Well, we are going to close out here pretty shortly, but we wanted to give Morgan some time if she has things she'd like to shout out, her socials. Um, if you have a blog or Tumblr, anything you want people to follow. Any lingering thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys can for sure follow me on Instagram at your modern day hippie. Um, that's kind of a long name. I'm sure it'll be posted somewhere on Instagram <laughs> or something. You can just follow the link. Um, please 100% feel free to DM me at any time i my dms are always open and i'm always here to help um if you ever have any questions about veganism or body positivity or what have you if you just want to chat and you just want to have a friend i'm here for sure um talked about my pinterest already <laughs> all of my fantastic <laughs> vegan recipes um yeah, that's about it. I don't, I don't have a lot of plugs, really. <laughs> well, we'll make sure we link it all in the show notes. And, of course, she'll be tagged in all of the episode promos. We want to thank you for joining us, Morgan. Thank you for having me. This thank has been so much fun. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. And yeah, thanks for being our first guest. And now every other guest is going to have to live up to you. So set the bar. They should be shook. <laughs> exactly. Um, we'll all be at Vegan Coachella. So we'll see you guys yes. there. AKA Eat Drink Vegan. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's June all, like, 22nd for anyone in yeah. the Southern California area that's able to it get there. We'd love to see exactly you guys. seven days before I move. Wow. Oh that's stressful. Seven days There's going to be a lot of move. tears. Okay. Just. <laughs> Man. Yeah. But we'll all have to come Stress. visit you for Portland Veg Fest. Yes. So. I know, and yeah. I, have to, I have to go. Well, mm-hmm. Portland Veg Fest isn't actually the best, but I'm going to do my hardest to, to get in a better festival set up. Thank you so much, Morgan, for taking the time driving all the way down here. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> Hey, my chubby friends, the episode is over, but the fun doesn't end here. Head over to Instagram. Give us a follow at the vegan chub club. Follow us on Twitter at vegan chub club. Send us an email at the vegan club at gmail.com. 
If you like the Vegan Chub Club and want to see us grow, share it with a friend, subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud, and leave us a positive review. Thank you. Bye.